and welcome to the Hazelnuts. Yes, hi everybody. Welcome to show number seven. How is everybody across the world? That's great. So, Deb, what are we going to talk about today, do you think? Potatoes. Mmm, that sounds great. Hey, I can only hear you out of one ear. I hear you in my right ear, but not in my left. Do you think I have something stuck in there? Potatoes. You think? Is, is there a cure? I mean, could I mash something into that ear to get rid of that, you think? Potatoes. Oh, boy. <sighs> Thanks for tuning in, folks. And now, back to the show with... I'm almost afraid to ask, with... Uh, potatoes. potatoes, yeah, I know. Ladies and gentlemen, it was brought to our attention by our own Jeff Bishop. He said Debbie and I should be panned. Therefore, throughout the show, you will hear myself on the left and Debbie on the right. Oh boy, on with the show. <laughs> we have several ways you can contact us if you're nutty enough. Email us, hazelnuts at acbradio.org. Leave voicemail on our comment line, 206-350-8763, or on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. Hey, Randy, can you believe they want to contact us? <laughs> Hi there. Hey there. Hey. How are you all? Oh, yeah. How is everybody? And by the way, I got a number of comments of people saying that the comments that we shared last week about cutting meat were very helpful to them. Oh, and, and they felt that your way of doing it was um, especially useful to them. It really made sense. Good. A couple people said that. And I found that when you were talking about the European way and not switching hands mm -hmm. to... Uh, be helpful as well <laughs> so that I can cram more of it in my mouth quicker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I'm glad to know guys that we're providing good information. Who doesn't like potatoes? You know, what's that song? Everybody doesn't like something, but nobody doesn't like potatoes. No, I mean, that's um, Sarah Lee. Yeah. Sarah Lee. <laughs> I keep thinking there's got to be, I can't, I haven't Googled for it yet, but I'm one of these days I'm going to Google for like chocolate mashed potatoes and see if there is such a thing. I bet there is. Oh God, I don't uh, think I'd care for that. Well, you know, if it was, if they put, you know, sugar in it and butter and, you know, cream and all that. I mean, I, I remember my sister made a mistake one time with something chocolatey and it almost had the texture of mashed potatoes, but it was fudgy. Oh man. But Weird. it wasn't sticky like fudge. Weird. Mm, it was so good. I've always wished she'd make that mistake again. <laughs> she doesn't know what she did. We have a request to do a whole potato show. So here it is. Potato, 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 potato. Not a half a potato show? That would be a half-baked show. <laughs> <laughs> but it would still have appeal. <laughs> it would have appeal, and man, and we'd be jumping out of our skin. <laughs> oh, we certainly would. <laughs> well, we don't have to put... Pretty soon we're going to have to be putting jackets, jackets on. Jackets on. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the uh, fall is uh, is here. 
It is. Just, a, just about. It is. And boy, oh boy, I guess potatoes, they're enjoyed any time. But in the winter, when you're chilly, mmm. You can boil them. You can boil them. You can bake them. You can bake them. You can rice them. You can rice them. You can dice them. You can dice them. <laughs> <laughs> you can make potato skins. You can make potato skins. What else can we do? Potato soup. Mm hmm. And in the summertime or in the wintertime, cold potato soup. I make good vichyssoise. Ooh. Ah. Delish, delish, delish. But it is so good. Mm -mm -mm. Twice wow. baked. Oh. You know, I was thinking the other day, my, my stepfather used to call those, oh, good Lord, potatoes. Because oh. one time it, it there was a potato on his plate in the restaurant and he was all excited. Or they said, do you want... Do you want these um, potatoes that are, you know, you take out the potato and mash it? He said, oh, good Lord. <laughs> and so ever since then, they were called, oh, good Lord, potatoes. Oh, oh that's funny. I think. You're limonizing. I'm limonizing? What's that? Limonized potatoes? You Lime ever heard of limonized? No. Gotcha. Yeah. A limonized potato basically is like, uh, there's several names for them. One would also call them potato O'Briens. As opposed to O'Grotten's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for O'Grotten's. Oh, Who are uh, the O'Brien's? I don't like the O'Grotten's. <laughs> do you know the... Do you know the O'Brien's? <laughs> the O'Brien's? No. <laughs> okay. Well, here's what they are. The O'Brien's are a raw fried potato that um, when they're almost done, you put onions and peppers in them. Oh. Yum. And they are wonderful. Debbie, have you never had those? I've had like hash browns with onions and peppers and things, but not, maybe not. I, I the, These are. I maybe haven't met the O'Briens. <laughs> well, 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 for all well. our Irish listeners. I <laughs> 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 did that on audio boom. I've got some <laughs> Irish followers and uh, I still have them for, for, <laughs> they, they for doing. Yeah. yeah. For doing that, uh, for, for, for doing that, ho, 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 you know, <laughs> they are wonderful. They are, um, wouldn't say they're totally crisp. They're sort of, uh, oh, I thought you were still talking about the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am <laughs> for those crisp Irish people out there <laughs> who look at our ratings now. <laughs> but the, the O'Briens are sort of half, uh. On the crispy side, they're kind of like, they're a softer potato, but the green peppers and onions are so good in them. Yeah, it's funny. I don't typically like the steak fries, but I remember once I was at National ACB and Marlena was there. Larry and Marlena and I were eating at some restaurant at the Rosen Hotel and we had a turkey burger and they had these thick fries that were real crispy on the outside but mushy on the inside and marlena said they taste like they have mashed potatoes in them mm -hmm. they were so good oh yeah they were really good well, we're gonna have to get into this right away now then because <laughs> i have some uh restaurant style steak fries from there's no brand name on them we get them from this place called ruby's pantry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you ever heard of Ruby's Pantry or not. 
think so. Well, what they are is they're a, a service that you can go to. All kinds of people go to them so that it helps stretch your grocery bills some. Oh, wow. And they they what they serve are restaurant-style bags, huge bags of things like uh, jalapeno poppers. I mean, you can go to the store and you can spend like six bucks or five, six bucks on a little box. Well, you can get a whole bag of like poppers, jalapeno poppers and steak fries and all kinds of stuff thrown into a huge basket for 20 bucks a pop hmm. for all all of your um, like certain. So it's like a warehouse, like a Costco. Yeah, kind of uh, like that. Only they you take what they give you. Mm-hmm. You take your shopping cart and they just drop things in. You give them 20 they bucks and go drop home. Drop things in? Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. Forget things you don't like. You know me. <laughs> you know that I don't care for eggs so much, but I like, you know, things like pancakes and French toast and stuff. But they give you sometimes three dozen eggs, plus all the stuff that I mentioned before. Yeah. And if you are uh, just a food tip, guys, if you're uh, wanting to um, get a real bargain on some groceries and stuff, look for a Ruby's Pantry in your area. Wow. I will definitely do that. That sounds like fun. It's like church organizations that um, that you go to, and you don't have to be an affiliate or mm-hmm. anything. You just you sign up, and they give you a whole bunch of stuff for twenty bucks. Hmm. Wow. Just a that food tip. Like, that sounds like fun. That sounds like fun. Now with these with these um, uh, potatoes that I was telling you about, they're in a huge paper bag. I th- I would say there's five pounds of huge steak fries hmm. that are crisp on the outside and tender on the inside because of the Phillips air fryer. Yes, 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 yes. The oh. Phillips air fryer would do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I don't. I I mean, there are some steak fries that even though they're kind of mushy on the inside, it's not. They're not real flavorful, but if they are, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I love potatoes that have crispness to them, but I also love that mashed potato consistency. I, I think if there was ever a time, I would, I think I would love to be in a mashed potato eating contest. <laughs> or if there was ever a time that we could only eat potatoes, I would love to see how long I could eat mashed potatoes before I would get tired of them. I mean, I think I think they are my favorite food on the whole planet. Okay, <laughs> I I think um, <laughs> if you would put some pork ribs on the side, I could eat pork ribs and mashed potatoes until I just blew apart. Oh, oh, oh yeah, and corn uh-huh. and meatloaf. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, let's talk about different ways of making mashed potatoes. Hmm. Yeah. What was the first way that you ever made them? The first way I ever made them was the old farm way, which I don't care for anymore. And that was you um, boiled your, well, you peeled your potatoes. Mm-hmm. You put them in a big uh, cooking vessel, like a, you know, a <laughs> cooking pot mm-hmm. with salt and water and yep. bring them to a boil until they're, um, well, my, my grandma, she never yeah. cut them. I mean, really, theoretically, more of the the nutrients are in them without us cutting them, cutting them right below the skin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you don't, if you're not in a rush, not cutting them could work. Mm-hmm. 
But I, yeah, I usually cut them up some. Yep, and then she uh, would um, boil them until they were done with skin off. Yeah, with the skin off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she would, I've seen her do it several times. She would have this big, <laughs> big hand thing that looked like a big bat. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. And it was made out of wood. Is that like a gourd or something, I think, maybe? Um, well, hers was made out of wood. Yeah, yeah, I think there is. I think I have seen that before. And she would throw uh, a stick of butter in and milk and salt and pepper, and then she would take this bat and just beat them to death. Wow. <laughs> and I tried it. and I, Today, I don't even think I could. I don't think my arms are, you know, I think they'd fall off even today. I don't know how she did it, but it's just like bam, bam, bam. Then oh, that funny. that was mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did that way. Also, she had a masher that looked like a wire hand. It had a wire handle, but it had a uh, um. These had it, the bottom part had ridges on them, and she would mash it with that. It was like a kind of like an avocado masher. If you have ever seen one uh, of those. Well, there's. I've always used an electric mixer, but here when I came here. My friends used a handheld masher that's like a handle with a, a like a disc at the bottom with holes in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, okay. exactly. Yep. I I still prefer the mixer, but I can do that. I can do it with that, and sometimes it's kind of fun. Okay, so that's that's that way, and I don't like them that way anymore. What was your first? Mashed that potato. was basically my first with the peeled potatoes, and okay. it's not, I like it, but but I like them better now. I leave the skin on, I throw some garlic cloves in to boil with the potatoes. I leave the skin on, and I usually put in some plain yogurt instead of milk, and some butter, and um, some salt, and. Um, and either mash them by hand or mash them with the beater. But that's pretty much how I do them now, but with the skin on. Now, I do them the same way. I do it one of two ways now. Um, I leave the skin on. I put garlic in the potatoes while boiling, if mm-hmm. I have it. whole uh, cloves mm-hmm. peeled. Yep. When the water is gone, I do one of two things. Sometimes I will just take the water off the potatoes with a colander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes I'll do that, but then I'll put them back into the pot that I cook them in. Mm-hmm. And as low as you can possibly go, take even more of the water out of them so they're so they're drier and a little bit more malleable. Mm-hmm. And then I will put in chicken broth. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I will, I like my potatoes more fluffy than I do dry. Mm, yeah. So I will mix them with a mixer right in the if if the pot can handle it, mm-hmm. I'll use a mixer right in that pot and mix the garlic and the salt and pepper and oh. chicken broth right in those potatoes and whip them until they're fluffy. In the pot. Yep. That, oh God. Oh. <laughs> what, what is the difference? What do you think the difference is between whipped potatoes and cream potatoes? Because I hear those differences uh, in some like restaurants or people talking. I don't know if that's just regional or if there really is a difference. I think uh, they may put a little half and half in them and whip them. I don't know. Hmm. That's what I'm okay. guessing. 
Mm. We've never heard the word cream potatoes here in the Midwest. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but that may, you know, it it's possible that it could be regional. I'm not sure. Oh, they are just the best. The best, the best. So that's mashed. Yeah. I, like Debbie, prefer to um, use a mixer and just whip them and constantly go around. Remember mm. the sound bite, bite, bite that Debbie did a, <laughs> a while ago where you stir from the outside going in, make circles and stir yeah. outside going in. Same thing with the beaters, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And go around and around and turn your pan and move your wrist with the electric mixer. And we're talking about a hand mixer now, guys. Yeah, we're not talking about a broadcast mixer. <laughs> well, no, not that. But see, there's different. There's there's two different kinds of mixers. There there's a handheld mechanical mixer, and then there's a handheld electric mixer. Yes, yeah. yes, and yes, yes, yes. We and, have both here. Yep, and we're talking about the electric hand mixer. And yeah, the kind you hold. The kind or you the, hold. Yeah. That's electric. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now we also have a Kitchen Aid countertop mixer. Yep, the stand. The stand. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. And you should see that thing do potatoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it can do a five-pound batch. Oh, I I did a, was it a five-pound batch or a ten-pound batch last year for a group? Man, that was a lot of potatoes. Mm-hmm. That was fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, were they happy to get those. <laughs> How about rice? Have you ever done rice potatoes? Because I think we've probably covered rice mashed. T- no, no. Heard the term? Have you? Uh, no, I don't. I maybe I've heard it, but maybe I just don't know what it is. Okay. Uh, rice potatoes are you boil the potatoes with the skin on. You can do them without, but I prefer. I think I prefer to do these without when you do a riced potato because the <coughs> peels tend to get a little bit. Um, they'd stick. Mm-hmm. in this device that I'm going to tell you about. So once the potatoes are salt-peppered and, bo- you know, boiled and salt-peppered, and you can, oh, uh, let's let's go, guys, uh, back just a little bit when we want to check and see if they're done. Uh, there's several ways to do it. You can stick a fork in the potato to see if it's uh, to your liking, and they should be soft. Yeah. Not hard. You can also take one of them out with a slotted spoon or... Uh, an implement that you trust your hands with and touch them. Mm-hmm. Give them a little yeah, squeeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so once they're done boiling, there's a device called a ricer. It's an actual mechanical device. Oh, okay. And it's got two handles and a round cup. And the cup sits in a little round circle on between these two uh, handles. And then in the cup, they're filled with little tiny, teeny little holes I've seen this. Okay. And it, does it have a crank? No, but you can have, there are crank models. Okay. And um, then you just use your your muscles and you push the handles together. Uh, and oh. the potatoes come out in these little tiny holes. It's so fluffy and beautiful, just like mm. puffed rice. Hmm. And yes. then um, the only way to eat them is with... Tons of gravy. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, great. oh they're good. Oh, so in that case, you do not add milk or butter or anything. You just... Oh. Away okay. you go. Those are rice potatoes. 
You know, I remember when I was little and I remember getting introduced to a baked potato. I was probably two and I knew that I liked the skin. Uh I knew that I liked that skin. There are people that don't like the skin. They just, you know, um, there are people, but it's all, but at the same time, skins became so very popular because of liking the skin. And the skin is really where the nutrients are. Um, we had a lady across the street uh, who would bake her potatoes so long that when she scooped out the skin, the skin was um, crisp and hollow. I mean, hollow. It held its shape like a little dish. And it wasn't, you know, just a floppy skin at all. And she would fill that with butter and give it to us. Oh, my goodness, was that good. And there's uh, there are other uh, reasons to do potatoes like that, too. You mm-hmm. can bake them just like Debbie was saying. Let's move from there to what you were talking about, to twice bakes. Twice bakes, yes. Oh, they're so good. Now, do you want to explain a little bit, speaking of the skins and how they keep their shape on what you do, or would you like well, me to? We can... if you leave, well, what I do is I leave a little bit of potato in them to give them strength, and that helps them to hold. But I also cook them longer. I cook them like an hour and 15 minutes at 425. All right. So they're really nice and done. Mm-hmm. and. I cut them open pretty so that I have even halves and scoop them out. But I leave a little bit of potato in the bottom, not much, but right. you know, like an eighth of an inch maybe. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I mash what is left um, in a bowl and, and add some yogurt or sour cream and butter and salt and pepper. I love black pepper in uh, potatoes. And even when we talked about mashed earlier, I love parsley. Oh, oh. oh. me too. And then I put all that back into the shells and, and, you know, you can put cheese on top. There's another thing I do called a baked stuffed patuna, where when you have that filling, you add tuna and onions. And I've also added bacon bits and um, put it all into that shell and then put um, some nice uh, Parmesan Romano on top or something and then bake them again. Or you can put a slice of cheese on top. Oh, and uh, bake them. So how do you do them? I do them the same basic way. I will add either, I'm, I'm not a big mayonnaise fan, mm-hmm. but in this case, I either add a little mayonnaise or I add... Uh, a little olive oil to to the mix once it's out of the potato. Add onion, salt, pepper, uh, garlic if I have it, and then I I will mix it up with a. I try to get it as mixed thoroughly as I can with either a like a big spoon and I mash it down, or else I'll use a fork. Because the thing is, you don't want to use a mixer for these guys. Because if you mix them, they will become gummy. Well, after they're baked, they'll become gummy. Mm-hmm. So you'll want to use a fork and mix it as thoroughly as you can and squash everything down. I put them back in the skins and level them as best I can. And I do this on a big cookie sheet, guys. Right. Yeah, I do too. With parchment paper. 
Mm-hmm. And then after they're all leveled as best that you can, and use your hands. Yep. Oh, they're all the. These are fun food. Yeah. Fun to feel. Fun. Use food. your hands. Yeah. <laughs> and once everything's all level, then I'll go get a. I'll either shred my own cheese, or I'll get a bag of a shredded uh, extra sharp cheddar. I love sharp cheeses. Mm-hmm. And then put your cheese on top. And I forgot to tell you guys, in the mix, I add bacon. I do. Yum. Bacon. Okay, so... Um, and chives are yes, nice. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. And then you can <laughs> put the cheese on the, on the top. And you can, you can mound up the cheese pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. And you want to be careful when you're topping it everything off of the cheese not to overflow them. Because if you do, they will... Uh, stick together yeah if yeah you want to and leave a little room between them leave a little room so if you if you have too much on top it you don't want to leave them in too long because that cheese it will come down onto your cookie sheet or your parchment paper yeah and it could burn Mm -hmm. so they should be in probably 10 12 minutes i'd say wouldn't you say yep yep and don't Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to touch them either if you must and just take them out uh, with some, you know, while everything is on the cookie sheet and then take your fingers and touch them a little bit and be careful, obviously, because they're hot. But if you're used to it like Debbie and I can, you can taste that. You can do it right in the oven. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Or just reach into the oven and touch them. Yeah. And then take them out and eat them. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. And it's interesting, too, because I like... I like like baked potatoes or russets or Idaho's. I don't really care for red potatoes. Oh, that's weird because I'm the opposite. You like new potatoes, I huh? I love them. And a lot of people do and a lot and they're nice with the skins on, uh-huh. but they're just not my favorite potato and my sister makes potato salad. She'll make it with red potatoes uh-huh. and with the skin on, I'll make it with white potatoes and with the skin on and um and you know it's just interesting so you like red potatoes a lot of people do and it they, doesn't matter what what you, what you like doesn't, yeah no doesn't. i mean it's just interesting yeah no. do have a very different flavor though it's like i didn't you know, i didn't mean like it doesn't matter what you like debbie <laughs> um <laughs> i make my potato salad a little differently i instead of mayo and the traditional way i add bacon <laughs> bacon mm-hmm. and vinegar i uh, do too okay that's funny yeah um, the only person i know that does that with vinegar do you do mayo i don't not not in that recipe i don't okay i do mayo but i do vinegar and i do um i do the bacon and um i leave the skins on my mother made it where without the skins i like the skin um but my sister used the red with the skin, so I just kind of adopted bits and pieces of what each person did. And But, yeah, I love it with the vinegar. And I also, um, in my potato salad, crunchy stuff like um, celery. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if I have them, I will add sweet pickle um, and a little, little tiny pickle juice, if I, you know, a little bit. Yeah, even some nuts would be good, I bet. I bet. I've never had that, but... Mm-hmm. But um, with the bacon and the potato salad, it just, it's such a favorite of everyone's that. And you know what else is really good with that is some baked beans because it's a nice contrast with the vinegar and the potato salad. We also have another request for Bean Day. 
um, okay. for the show. All right. We'll do that. We'll do that. And yeah. Don't let me forget, ladies and gentlemen. I'll, I've got a great barbecue bean recipe made uh, with dried beans. As long as we were talking about potato salad with vinegar, let's talk about German potato salad a little bit. Oh, yum. <laughs> oh, German potato salad. Yum. Mm -hmm. Now it's I'm hot. It's warm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm Austrian. I come from a German background. My grandparents, they were farmers, but they never ate the general German dishes. So I found that out when I was older, what German potato salad was. Mm. And that also has bacon. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. That is so interesting. I've never made it. Actually, years ago, I made it from a can, but I've never actually made it. Have you made oh, it? Oh, yeah. And it's basically the same as the potato salad that um, Debbie was talking about that she she and I make. Um, but you add a little sugar and mm. you uh, warm it up. Uh, it's 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 eaten warm with the bacon. It is, yes, it is. It's delicious. And uh, that's that's basically about all for German style. You could always Google it up and. Find a really good German potato salad. I don't have one in my head, really, but I just Google sometimes the word recipe, and then I put in, you know, a colon and what I'm looking for, and different sites come up. And Me too. It's great. I was in a restaurant once, and I never saw this again, but they said that these were German pancakes, and they were potato <sighs> pancakes with onion, <sighs> and they had applesauce and bacon. And then I saw German pancakes other ways. I don't know. I guess they had lemon and other things, but they weren't potato pancakes. But, oh, my goodness, several times I would go and I would get that German. I would get potato pancakes with um, the applesauce and the bacon. And I've made them since. I made them when I wasn't. I made them when I was, was thinking I was making onion soup that time. <laughs> but I made them when I wanted to make potato pancakes, too. And they are really fun they're really really fun so let's talk about potato pancakes while we're at it then well it's just a lot of grated potato and um some oil and i guess some flour i don't even remember what all's in there um but it's basically like a pancake batter but it's got a lot of potatoes in it yeah and what you have to do guys is when you're doing the um Potato pancake is once you have uh, now there's several ways to grate them. I guess the one of the better ways is a box grater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think once, you could even use your Vitamix or your Blendtec a little. You know, just don't puree it. Yeah, you could. Oh, you could turn it into mash. But once your potatoes are grated, then you have to mm. put them in a towel and squeeze the heck out of them. Oh, I don't remember having to do that. Well, I don't, they um, say that you do because they want every bit of starch out that you can get from that starchy water. Wow. So that it's a lot smoother of a batter. When we are talking about potatoes, sometimes if you're like I am, <laughs> you you eat you can eat so many potatoes that, that you really have to watch how many you eat. So you so, don't look like one. Yep. So you, you want to cut down a bit but still love the taste of of potatoes but only a different way called a uh, mock mashed potatoes and it's made with and jeff bishop is gonna go <laughs> you hear that jeff hear that jeff <laughs> <laughs> we're not even whispering your name now no. you haven't 
adaptation. <laughs> but <laughs> honest, honest to goodness, I'm not kidding you guys. Debbie can't really back this up yet because hers didn't. Oh, mine didn't turn out. I didn't do. I just didn't follow the directions. I have a habit of right away I'll take a recipe. Oh, I'll do this different. I'll do that different. (laughs) But you have to do it the way I'm telling you because because if you don't, (laughs) they they won't turn out right. right. (laughs) So don't go fiddling with my food. (laughs) I didn't even look up your recipe. I looked up another one. And, um, but I actually, in this bulletproof book, um, I, I saw, they referred to that food there. They referred to that as one of the foods on their menus. I can take a cauliflower head. Um, and it's, you can get one about as big as a human head if you want, if you can find one, (laughs) but it might be really big for some, some (laughs) might be. (laughs) <laughs> but not for you or me, of course. No, no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> um, but if you take that huge cauliflower, it's going to be so good you're going to love it. Trust me on this one because it doesn't have the uh, cauliflower taste. But you mix in cheese and olive oil. And the cheese I'm talking about is Parmesan and chicken bouillon. And you said cream cheese, too. And cream cheese. Yes. yes, yes, cream cheese. Once I didn't do it, you told me you have to. Have to. Do. <laughs> and once you get everything all blended up, I can literally sit down with one or two more people and eat it all. I bet. Oh my it's, god. It's that good and you you guys have to try this recipe when you mm. when you um hear it because it's so so good. And you do need either a blender uh or something <laughs> like Debbie and I have like our uh, Blendtec or Vitamix. I thought you told me it would be best to use a food processor. Or a food, pro- right, or a food processor. But I'm so used to doing it, I do it in my Vitamix now. Okay, and you just do it for a few seconds. Actually, since it's so well drained, you can go a little bit longer, and you can. I'm not sure what setting to use your yours on, okay. but I I have a uh, what's called a tamper that tamps everything down. A big big like a uh, plastic mm. stick oh yeah shows it down the side mm-hmm. and so i'm pretty well used to just the consistency of it and you know guys when when i do this uh, cauliflower it has the darndest consistency of mashed potatoes that you'd ever want you'd swear they were mashed potatoes and really if you put a lot of butter or whatever you choose to put on it i mean it's just gonna soak it in and Cauliflower is such a a mild vegetable that it, in a way, it probably would take the taste of whatever you want it to taste like. I love cauliflower. Mm-hmm. I, it goes beyond that. I I adore it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it in um. I like it. I like it fried. I like it boiled. I like it steamed. I like it. I like to eat it raw with dip. Oh, I, I do too, and there's a uh, recipe I have to give you with uh, where it has turmeric and other kinds of things. It's baked. I have to give you that. Now, turmeric is good for all kinds of things. It's good for weight loss, and mm-hmm. what else is it good for? Uh, high blood pressure. Yeah. No, we can't make medical claims here. Mm-mm. No, but people have said that they benefited from in these ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
ladies and gentlemen, today I have a real taste treat for you. I'm going to give you my mock mashed potato cauliflower recipe. And before you guys go, would you at least give it a try? Trust me on this one. Even those who don't like vegetables that much will more than likely love this recipe. I do have to tell you, I did adapt it just a little tiny bit. I don't prefer butter. I use olive oil instead of butter, and that's really the only physical adaption that I've made. You can change it to add butter to this recipe if you so choose. You can make this your own. I think you're going to find this so good that you'll want to buy a large head rather than a small head of cauliflower. This will disappear. I'll give you the ingredients first. One large head of cauliflower. You'll also need Parmesan cheese. You will also need olive oil. I like the extra virgin, but really anyone will do, but I love the taste of extra virgin. We'll also need some sort of bouillon, like chicken bouillon. And if you don't know what bouillon is, you can either get it in cubes or in powdered form. I recommend powdered form because you can measure as much as you want. Garlic of your choosing, either a garlic clove, a small one because it's very pungent, or garlic powder. Cream cheese, any brand will do. Philadelphia. Here we go with the recipe. With cauliflower, you want to cut off the florets and the stems. You'll want to save them. Wash your cauliflower. With your fingers, separate the florets. They look like little flowers on the head of a cauliflower. Cut them off and steam them. Now, you can put them in a steamer. In case you don't know, a steamer is a water-filled pot and an insert that goes into the pot with holes over the water. And you can take the cauliflower and put it in the steam basket. Make sure your water is boiling first before you place it in the steam basket. You will also need to cover the steam basket with a lid while steaming and steam it for approximately 20 minutes. You want it to be not tough. You want it to be tender. If you don't want to do that, you can put your florets into the microwave for about six or seven minutes, depending on the power of your microwave. Now, you want to take your fingers and slightly squeeze the florets and make sure that they're soft. You don't want them falling apart because if you do, it will become water. Cauliflower has a lot of water in it, so you have to be pretty precise on how this is cooked. So you want it tender. Then you want to remove the cauliflower florets and stems from your steamer. And I recommend taking a cookie sheet, line it with paper towels, putting the cauliflower florets on the paper towels, wrapping them up, and pat it dry. Pat, 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 pat. I can't emphasize enough. Don't squeeze it. You'll destroy the cauliflower florets and stems. You want to just pat it dry so it's evenly dry. And you want it nice and dry. It will take you several minutes to dry them completely. Once they're dry, you put them into a food processor or blender or a Vitamix or Blendtec or Ktec, whatever processor that you have. Well, now I add the ingredients. You will want a half a teaspoon of bouillon crystals. Now, I've had ham bouillon before, and that's good. If you are a vegetarian, 
Uh, you can also add vegetable bouillon. To that, you add two tablespoons of Parmesan cheese. If you want, you can add a little bit more play with it. Just don't dump a whole bunch in. Approximately four ounces of cream cheese. That would be half a package of softened cream cheese. Now, you'll want to take out the cream cheese ahead of time so it's soft. Add that into the mix. A pinch of garlic powder, or if you have a tiny peeled garlic clove, drop that into the mix. Ladies and gentlemen, I must stress, too much garlic will bitter your recipe. So a little tiny garlic clove. And I love garlic, or even part of a small clove will do. Shake of salt, shake of pepper, do that to taste. Do not dump a bunch in. Just use your judgment. Just shake and shake. One tablespoon of olive oil, or you can add a tablespoon of butter. While it's still warm, you want to blend the mixture. And this you will have to use your judgment because your devices will differ. Your processor will differ from mine. You want this mixture to be just like creamy mashed potatoes. You can serve this with pork, chicken, eat it alone. I could just eat it straight out of a dish. That's how much I like it. It's really good. I hope you try it. If someone in your family is sighted or if you are low vision, the finished product will look just like mashed potatoes because they're white. I hope you enjoyed this recipe as much as I do. If you do, email us or send us a tweet. Love to hear from you. One quick note. You can steam the garlic with your cauliflower. That will make it less potent. Some people like to add garlic powder instead of raw garlic. How would you like to submit a recipe to us? Just tell us the recipe you'd like to submit on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. That's A-C-B Hazelnuts. H-A-Z-E-L-N-U-T-S. Do you have a suggestion for the show? Have something to offer? Just tweet us. Tell them about potatoes in the air fryer because you've experimented in a couple ways. You talked about the steak fries, but you've also done french fries and you've also done hash browns uh-huh. and french fries too. Yeah, they're more of a consistency of um, like potato wedges that you get in a restaurant. But let me, I'll just go through it with you guys. Um, so if you have a Phillips air fryer or if you're about to get one, take it from me. You will love this recipe. Uh, I take, I, I, you can take russets if you wish or red. It doesn't matter. Um, make sure they're well washed. Um, now for these wedges, I take my potato and cut it, uh, the long way in half. And then I cut up again in quarters. Mm-hmm. And then you take, I do, you know, quite a few of them. So I usually make maybe two or three batches in the air fryer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take my potatoes and I put them in cold water for half an hour. And the reason for doing that is so they become crisp. They will not, the starch will leach out of them. And then you um, take them out and dry them. Um, I usually um, put them in a colander and shake them off, and then I take a paper towel and pat them as dry as I can get them. Mm-hmm. And then I put them in a nice big mixing bowl, mm. and I add it. Now, per batch, you want to try to do this if you can. If you know you're going to take three batches, then then triple, double or triple this. Take uh, a tablespoon of olive oil per batch in other words if it, if you think you're going to do three batches put in three tablespoons of oil because it says it that you only need a tablespoon of oil so you got to make sure that they are well coated not mm. dripping with oil guys but just coated <laughs> <laughs> and uh 
salt and pepper, and I add sometimes uh, whatever um, pleases me, like a little uh, thyme. Oh, yeah. Mm. And you can add, you know, whatever uh, aromatics that you want. And what I mean by that is um, get a little sage if you want. Oh. So just kind of go wild. Mm-hmm. And um, mix it thoroughly with your hands. Again, use your hands. Set your fryer um, to warm it up for three to five minutes. Once it's warmed up, put them in. And in about 15 minutes, you have beautiful potatoes. Yum. And they are so good with chicken or mm. steak or I even I've even been known to just eat them <laughs> right out of the fryer. <laughs> um, they're that good. Didn't you also make the frozen hash browns like those planks? I thought you did. I, oh yeah. Um okay. I, there are these planks that you can get in bags that are kind of like the same mm-hmm. the same shape but they're well they're more of a diced I think than anything. And again, use whatever aromatics that you want. Put them in the fryer. You know, use a mix them with a little oil in a bowl first, and then put them in the fryer. And the same thing: 15, 10, 10, 12, 13. There's usually smaller, uh, ten to thirteen minutes or so, and you got beautiful potatoes in the air fryer too. And fries, French fries are more uh, traditional fry. Again, I cut them into like steak fry shapes, or I've got what's called a ripple cutter. Mm-hmm. And what that is is a handle, and the bottom is a metal, uh, like an, uh, um, oh my goodness, a washing, like, if you remember what a washboard feels like. Yep. Oh, yeah. And it's rippled. Those French fries that are rippling. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you, you put the potato on a cutting board, and you press down with this handled ripple cutter. It cuts them in half, and you cut them again and again until they're French fries. Soak them in water, or you can take a knife and do that with. It doesn't really matter. I, I personally love the cripple, uh, not cripple cuts, <laughs> <laughs> crinkle cuts. <laughs> and uh, again, I let them soak in water for a half an hour, and I take them out and dry them. But I do not add aromatics to them. I, I just fry them in the air fryer, or I, or I've used deep fryers before. And then put some seasoned salt on them and eat them. Oh, so good. There's you can, my story. Yes. Well, yeah. Because I, I used to make French fries from scratch and, and cut them with the skins on. Yes, and, cut them with the skins on. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And then soak them like that. And mm, so. I very rarely peel my potatoes anymore. I really don't. I, I do for Thanksgiving because people are picky. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and I don't like to. I I like really, you know, kind of whine, you know, about it. <laughs> do you like rutabaga? I love it. I do too. And it's really good mixed with mashed potatoes when you have leftovers. Oh, now speaking of that, I don't know what you call that, but um, we uh, also do potatoes this way, the same way that you just said, um, mix in with your mashed potatoes. Put, I would say, th- maybe three to four carrots in with your potatoes after the carrots are boiled. Had that too. Yeah. And those are called golden potatoes. Okay. That's interesting. I probably would say no. I don't, I wouldn't prefer it because I want to really taste mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. But, but it is, I mean, it is good. Oh, it's good. It's, Mm -hmm. it's so good. Really, you don't, if you don't put too much carrots, too many carrots, you, you Mm -hmm. won't even know it's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And I have made, 
I've made sweet rolls and bread. I've used uh, mashed potatoes in sweet rolls, and I've used potato flakes in bread. Well, you know, I have taken potato flakes from a box, mm-hmm. and I've made a uh, chicken batter out of them. Mm-hmm. Or pork chop yeah. batter out of them. Yeah. Good heavens, that's good. That would be good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You could- do that with some fish fillets and then throw them in the Phillips air fryer. Oh. Oh, there you go. Because I couldn't find those Gorton potato batter, potato crusted fish fillets anymore when I looked for them. But I bet you could make them that way. I bet you could too. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so that's um, that's that type of potato. Now, uh, sweet potatoes, I'm not as big on, but I... I uh, I do like them on occasion. I've had really good candied sweet potatoes. I've had sweet potato pecan pie. I've made sweet potatoes. Uh, but I like things done to them rather than just by themselves. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I love sweet potato fries with cinnamon sugar on them. Yes. Oh, yes. Sweet potato fries. I have made them in the Phillips air fryer, too. Okay. How do they turn out? Great. Oh. Really, really good. How long mm. did you cook them? Oh, 12 minutes. From raw or from? Uh, they were frozen. Frozen? We're good. Okay. Now, with uh, sweet potatoes, um, one of my favorite things to do around the holidays is to make them with (laughs) mashed banana. Oh, interesting. And maple syrup and pecan. Oh, wow. Now, do you, uh, would you think that it would be better to peel sweet potatoes for the air fryer? I think. Oh, yeah. I think so. I don't think I like eating the. No, it's they're too weird. Uh, sweet potatoes that like have big whiskers on them. <laughs> <laughs> they do, and um, the they're tough, very tough. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're kind of like a rutabaga in that way. A rutabaga skins are real tough, but they oh, are, are they mm. rutabagas? If you eat them raw or sweet, I used to have a parrot that loved rutabaga. Yes, and they're. I mean, it can really be a lot to peel them or cut them. But, oh, yeah, raw is good. And raw potato is good, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. Just a bite of it now. There was, a, there was a myth floating around that if you ate <laughs> too many, too much of raw potato, it would give you worms. <laughs> 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 and that is so far from the truth. that. Jeez. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I used to make Eight potato soup a lot, too. Not only the cold one, but the hot one just... Um, boiling the uh, potatoes in the water and maybe throwing some onion in or some leeks, which are like long, thick scallions. They're like like scallions, only much thicker. And um, and then mashing all of that up with all of that water and um, having a soup and then adding some milk or some cream and chives and all that, you know, and salt and pepper and Oh, so good. Mm, that does sound good. I um, I just did that with uh, some leeks that we had laying around, too. Uh, and, you know, you can you get creative, too. If if you want to make a cabbage soup, you can throw potatoes in there. And um, There's so many different ways of working with a That's, potato. I throw a potato in my split pea soup. Me, and too. Me, too. The mellowness of it. And apparently, if you put too much... Is it chili powder in some things? If you put a potato in it, will absorb it. I've never. I don't think I've, heard, I've ever known that. Yeah, uh, heard it, but I haven't haven't done it. 
I love chili powder. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my mistakes. I was supposed to put one and a half teaspoons of chili powder into my chili, and I think I put in one and a half tablespoons. Oh, my. <laughs> I bet you that was some spicy. That was real <laughs> spicy. Yeah, I'll bet it was. Um, I like to add... Um, Oh, there's a, a little chili spice in a bag, and I don't remember what it's called now, but it's called it's chili in a bag, chili powder mm. mix in a bag, and it has maize in it. Oh, which is uh, corn hmm. powder, um, as opposed to mace. Uh, yeah, mace, mace, <laughs> mace and maize. <laughs> mace. <laughs> well, you put that in your chili, and the burglars stay away from you. <laughs> yeah. You really will be crying. Oh. <laughs> now it's time for sound bite, bite, bite. Yeah. <laughs> bite, bite, bite. Well, we have a request for, are you getting ready for this now, Deb? Yeah. Another sound bite, 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 bite. bite. One of the sound bite requests was for slicing an onion. Okay. There are several things that you can do to slice an onion. You can slice it and you can dice it. So, uh, not to put you on the spot here, Deb, but do you? Uh, how do you slice your onion? I place it. Come to think so of it, let's put her on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I place it in front of me, and I have my knife at the end of it where the root is, and I usually just take off a tiny little piece of that, like like the size of, oh gosh, maybe a nickel or a nickel. I do the same thing. Yeah. And then I think of slicing the onion almost like if I were slicing um, a loaf of bread. Um, I, to get slices, I, I try real hard to get, you know, an even slice throughout the whole onion. And if I don't, I don't, I don't worry about it. But once I get, let's say I get a slice off, I'll throw out the outer, what feels like paper, the skin, and then I will um, take my knife and go down through that as if I'm cutting it into strips. And then I'll turn, I'll have my knife pointing, um, the handle will be toward me and the tip will be out in front of me. And I'll be making strips along that big, that slice of onion that I sliced. And then I'll turn my, uh, through the whole uh, from right to left, maybe. And then I'll turn it. I won't turn it. I'll turn my hand and I'll start from the end that's toward me. And I'll have my knife pointing per, uh, horizontal or perpendicular uh, to me horizontally, right, the handle to my right, the blade out to my left. And I'll start making little um, slices in it going away from me from the front of me out to farther in front of me so that then I have lots of little dices just on that one slice. Mm -hmm. Yep. Same, same way. Okay. And the skin sometimes can go further in than you might think. So mm -hmm. you, when you start your, I guess the thing that I do is when I take off that root, I, for the, what I do is slice the onion in half. Mm-hmm. And then I take off the, the skin and what I'm trying to convey is that the skin sometimes on different onions goes might, in further. 
air. Yeah, it might be another layer or two. Mm-hmm. And um, I've heard some people, I heard Dr. Oz say that getting eating it as close to the skin as you can but if you get to if you get something that is part of the skin it won't be able to be chewed very well would you like to have cooking with the hazelnuts as a podcast you can subscribe manually the url is http colon slash slash acbradio.org slash hazelnuts.xml Thank you for listening. Hey, the hazelnuts are still on the air. Wait till daddy hears what I'm going to (laughs) do. Well, there you have it. We've wrapped up another show. Show number seven. Hope you enjoyed it. Next week. uh, Sorry. Um, Excuse me for a minute. We're on the air. Why, it's Teeny. Hi, Teeny. I know what it is. Beans, beans. The musical fruit. The more you eat, the more you... Stop that, Teeny. Oh, why can't... Why want to say it? No. Tell us about beans, Daddy. Well, they are good for your heart. The more you eat, the... See you next week, maybe. Get out of here, Teeny. You are in so much trouble. Might as well face it, you're addicted to spuds.